Welcome to the Generous Business Owner Podcast, where business owners gain inspiration and encouragement to live a legacy, not just leave one. And now your hosts, Jeff Thomas, Alan Barnhart, and Jeff Rutt. Welcome, everybody. It's Jeff Thomas here, the host of the Generous Business Owner Podcast. We have a special guest with us today, Peter Greer. Uh, Peter Greer is an author, speaker, and president and CEO of Hope International, a global Christ-centered economic development organization serving throughout Africa, Asia, Latin America, and Eastern Europe. Peter and his wife, Laurel, have four children and live in Lancaster, PA. Peter, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Well, as some of our regular listeners know, we have one of my co-hosts, Jeff Rutt, is the founder of Hope International, and we had him on recently to talk about his experience in Ukraine. But Peter was kind enough to come and join us. This is such a hot topic, and we know that most of our listeners are generous business owners. And Peter and I were just talking before we started recording here that, you know, We deal with those at our company, our wealth management company, a lot of generous business owners, and we're getting a lot of questions from them about who do you know that we can trust that's been in Ukraine that is helping there? And, you know, the first folks that come to my mind are Peter and Jeff, who really founded and helped run Hope International. And so, Peter, if you don't mind, maybe we just kind of get into it and maybe we give a little bit of history about how you know about things in Ukraine. Uh, You studied there in Russia as a student. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, that was one of the turning points of my life. I was an undergrad student and was in Moscow and starting to ask questions about what I wanted to do. And graduation was not that far away. And I met an individual that was doing economic development in Russia and in other parts of the former Soviet Union. And it was fascinating to me. It was the first time that I had heard about business being used in conjunction with missions and being used to alleviate physical and spiritual poverty. And I got hooked. So that brought me to, after graduation, spent time in Cambodia doing internal controls and fraud prevention for a microfinance institution, and then went to Rwanda to run a microfinance bank for several years, and then eventually got connected with Hope International when I was in graduate school and did a project in the Democratic Republic of Congo on them. And and I guess all that brought me back to the former Soviet Union, uh, brought me back to Ukraine. My interview for the role with Hope International took place on a train in Ukraine. I flew into Kiev and had this overnight train ride with uh, Paul Marty, who was one of the first employees of Hope International, working with Jeff to create the organization. And yeah, got the opportunity to see where it all began. And then my job has been to try and scale and expand the, the ministry beyond Ukraine and to other countries and other places around the world. So that's the real quick story. Started the concept, heard about it in Russia, uh, but then Hope International founded in Ukraine and now really trying to figure out how we replicate that model in other places around the world. I just I just love the story. And I think I, I think it is I'm not a believer in coincidence, as I, I'm, I'm sure you're not. And so I think even even the small idea of starting this podcast at just the time when this this conflict began to be able to maybe God willing, get the word out a little better on 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 what is happening with with Jeff Rutt as a co-host. I just think the timing of all this. Uh, we serve an amazing God who uh, is orchestrating things uh, in in a way that's uh, is quite amazing. And and so your history there in Ukraine. I know Jeff uh, Rutt, the founder, talked about 
uh, you know, one of the reasons they picked Ukraine is it seemed like nobody thought it would work there. Uh, and when we say it, we're talking about microfinance and maybe explain just a little bit about what that mission is, what that looks like. Uh, what is microfinance? Yeah, I know you had Jeff share uh, recently about his story and the founding of Hope International and a little bit about the model. But essentially, around the world, when we see individuals in poverty, typically we see what they don't have. We see that they don't have maybe the same assets or the same formal education. And so if we're not careful, the assumption is, well, then we need to be the ones to provide for them. And I have come to believe that that actually robs those individuals of, of, of the gift of work, of, of seeing their capacity, of investing in their dreams. And so we really turn the model on its head and start with not what we have to give, but what are their dreams? What are their ideas? And in many places, there are entrepreneurs that just have never had access to the capital to really start or expand or scale a small enterprise. So microfinance, not originated by Hope International, but really for us trying to figure out how we take this model of investing in entrepreneurs and take it to some, some challenging places around the world. I'm really at the core, Mohammed Yunus, seen as the founder of the modern microfinance movement, but he basically said, just because someone is poor does not mean that they are incapable. And just because they don't have collateral does not mean that they are not credit worthy. And so he created a system where it's individual loans to entrepreneurs, but it's with a social guarantee. So not a physical collateral, but a social collateral. And that simple change has allowed us to invest now $1.3 billion in the dreams of entrepreneurs in some extremely challenging places around the world and to have a 98% repayment rate showing that these entrepreneurs, they are, they are credit worthy. And again, for us then combining that with the hope of the gospel, yeah, really focused on, on Jesus and jobs as we alleviate physical and spiritual poverty around the world. So that's, that's the model. It's, uh, it's really amazing the combination, I think, of microfinance and also the word both so powerful in their own right. But when you connect those two things, and there's so many things about those that connect, you know, respect for the individual and empowerment and all of these sort of things that, that go on. And I love the multiplier effect. I think Jeff was talking about maybe starting with 200 million and now it's been 1.3 billion. I mean, so I love this idea that, you know, there's seed capital, but really the growth capital is reinvestment of the profits, if you will, right? I mean, is that kind of how it works? That's right. And for, for me, I get most excited about the fact that then this becomes a self-supporting organization and approach. So we have 800 full-time staff members in the Hope-Owned and Operated programs around the world. We have another about 600 in partner programs. And those are the vast majority self-supported team members that are having the opportunity to go into communities, serve them, love on them, and have the opportunity to be in real relationships. So that is, that's part of the model. And that allows us to think about scale and leverage and expansion. And in many ways, we're trying to bring together the, the world of, of business yeah. combined with the world of economic development and the world of missions and say those actually can be powerfully combined, not as separate ideas or approaches or organizations, but try to, to take the best from all of them and do it within the context of, of the mission of Hope International. Well, okay, so 
I just love the, I love the model as a financial person, as kind of a business nerd. And, and of course, we're dealing with business owners. I know this resonates with business owners, this, this model, as it does with me. But let's go ahead and kind of focus down maybe on Ukraine now. I, I know Jeff mentioned you had 47 staff there or do. I'm sure that some of them have left. They're being spread around. I just saw a blog. I think you guys released at Hope this morning talking about maybe 15 still there in different places. Can you kind of give us maybe a little history in, in Ukraine for you guys? I know Jeff gave us a little bit of that, but just a just a, a minute on that and then kind of getting into the current situation. And I know there's some different maybe minority groups that you've talked about and these sort of things. So maybe a little bit of history and then kind of take us to the current situation, if you will. I have been so moved and impacted by the outpouring of compassion and care for the people of Ukraine by friends and colleagues and people that have been walking with Hope International. And I am, we are deeply moved just by individuals that see and care and saying, what do we do? And I am also moved by the colleagues that we have in Ukraine that are on the front lines, have been on the front Literally. lines of responding. Yeah. yeah. And so within the Hope International team of the 47, there are they are in country. Yeah. Uh, some are making the impossible decision of do we send family members yeah. out? Do we separate families or do we try to get to the West or do we stay together? And those those questions are are. I can't imagine uh, making those decisions in a backdrop of extreme fatigue. The bombings have been starting at 9 p.m. in the areas, intentionally trying to make sure this is a sleep-deprived nation and, 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 and the targeting of civilian areas. So all of that that they're carrying for their families. And then on top of that, the care for the families that Hope International serves. And it is a lot, and there is an element of true fatigue as this continues to wear on. So the prayers for the, the team, and not just Hope International, but the other organizations, the Ukrainian people, the pastors that are responding, all of those that are impacted are so needed and, and so appreciated. And then on top of that, then it's the question of, so what do we do? And at Hope International, we have this question of what's in our hands? What has God already given us? And then how do we use it in service to God and in service to our neighbors? And in Ukraine, that is a very real application right now. For those that have vehicles, they're involved in the transportation of people to safe areas. For those that have extra food, they are giving it out to those that are fleeing. The churches have opened up their doors and hospitality is being extended in a beautiful way. And I think the marginalized group that you were mm -hmm. referring to was we've been serving the Roma group uh, mm -hmm. through savings group ministry and helping them start to think about how they invest and, and, and save together. And, and we reached out to them saying, how are you doing and how can we help? And their response was essentially, don't worry about us. We're already responding. And they had opened up their churches and were housing 125 Ukrainians wow. um, in their communities and caring and loving on them. And again, this is a marginalized group that was not treated very well for most of, uh, of, of the recent history. And yet here they are showing hospitality to those. And I read about the uh, Good Samaritan and I think about the good Roma uh, pastor and business leaders right now that are just showing mm. wonderful hospitality to those. And, and then our partners in Moldova and Romania, same thing. 
If you can get to the border, we will pick you up and we will house you. We will care for you for family members that are, are, are getting out. So it has been this massive crisis that has been met with a massive response by the church and by followers of Jesus that take the teachings of Jesus seriously and are applying them in this time, in this way. And it is disheartening to see what is happening at a national level for Ukraine and so encouraging to see the outpouring of love and support and sacrifice. Yeah. By the global church. Oh, wow. That is, uh, it, it's, it's, it's an amazing picture. I also think of the church of, uh, in acts of the way they took care of each other. And, uh, um, you know, we pray for their safety, of course, but we also pray that the people are brought to God by these circumstances. Um, so how many, how many clients do you think Hope has or uh, in Ukraine and that area? So most of our work, about 60% of our work in Ukraine is in agriculture. So okay. a lot helping them with greenhouse construction and other ways to improve agricultural inputs. So that's about 60% of the work. And 70% of our work is in the east, the area closest to the conflict, or three of our branch offices now under areas that are now controlled by Russia. And so a uh, number of clients, it's an individual lending methodology. So it's about 500 clients. And then for the microfinance institution, and then we also have the savings groups for the Roma population and, and several hundred of them that are meeting together in those groups as well. That's amazing. Okay. So I'm, I'm picturing, you know, someone like myself listening to this podcast, driving in their car on the way to work or home from work. And, you know, if they're like me, I had the news on for way too many hours last night, just watching this, which, you know, and feeling a little helpless, frankly, about what to do. And I know prayer is a big part of it. And I think sometimes I know I can underweight prayer as a uh, weapon uh, that is strong. And I know you guys are a very prayerful organization. So I, I'd love for you to talk about, you know, what, what can we do individually as business owners? Prayer and then if there, I know there's some financial support that we can provide through Hope, where might that go? So maybe you can talk about prayer and then financial support. You know, what kind of support would that be helpful? What can we specifically pray for and, and what can we specifically financially support? So appreciate that. And I feel a similar way, even though I work with Hope International. What Here we are we in do? Houston, Texas right, at the right, moment. Right. Yes. What can we do to actually make an impact? And I would not underestimate the importance or power of prayer. And for me right now, that is uh, peace <laughs> and, and, and that the invasion would end. I am so looking forward to the rebuilding process. Um, and that day cannot come soon enough on that. So for this conflict to end, for yes. hearts to be changed yes. um, and and so that is number one. And then strength for the weary, those yes. that are on the front lines and the decision making. There's so many decisions that are made. And, and when you do that with a backdrop of fatigue, that is, it is difficult to see clearly. So for God's guidance and direction for all of the yeah, individuals that are responding for organizations, not just Hope International, but there's so many that are trying to figure out what can we do? How can we respond? And then certainly for support. There, there is need for the current 
response to support those churches. And I am so thankful for the network of church partners that Hope International has. We are, we are supporting them. And on top of that, to also then figure out how we support the entrepreneurs that will be critical in the rebuilding of the economy and of the nation. And what an opportunity for the church to show up. The church showed up in the early 90s. So many doors were open for the gospel. And I believe there's going to be something similar in our day, in this time, in the, in the months to come as well. So certainly, you know, the Hope Ukraine Response Fund, as well as so many other organizations that are just doing good, good work, uh, figuring out how to respond. And then I would say, lastly, is influence. You mentioned, Jeff, the, the business leaders. I so appreciate the way that a business community has started to understand their influence in a world that is globally connected. And some of the decisions that have been made to try and exert more pressure on, on, on Putin and on Russia, I think that has been at one area of influence. So whether it's that specifically or whether it's just business leaders saying there's going to be massive supply chain issues and how can we bring our expertise? How can we help in that and, and figuring out what it looks like to use whatever is in our hands? Yeah, to, to, uh, to, to try and, and continue to show up for the people, for the nation of Ukraine. Yeah. So, and, and all with that, Jeff, I just, again, the overarching piece, and I know a lot of the individuals listening, they have responded prayerfully. They have responded generously. And the message that our Ukrainian colleagues have asked us to communicate is thank you. Thank you for seeing. Thank you for caring. Thank you for responding. You know, it's a small thing, Hope International wearing sunflower pins or blue and yellow as just a simple sign of solidarity. We, we know you are suffering and we are with you. Little things like that are having, yeah, an impact of encouragement on our brothers and sisters in Ukraine right now. I think that's so well said. One of the things we talk about here is five capitals. And in, in the wealth management business, most people think of capital, they think of money. But there is spiritual capital. There is character capital. There is intellectual capital. There is influence capital. The, these sort of things that you're mentioning, they're not just, and there are multiple ways of being generous. So, you know, it's, it's bringing your whole self to it. And I think for many years early in business, I thought, well, I, I feel literally called to the business world. My father was a pastor and I thought, well, I guess if I'm not called to be a pastor, then I'm, and I feel called to be a business person, I guess I just make money, go to church and support the people with my money doing the heavy lifting. That's sort of, you know, cause my dad was a business guy who went back into ministry. And so I had that wrong for the first decade of my career. So I'm, I'm just thinking of, you know, somebody listening to this who, who sort of feels that way. They're feeling a little helpless in this. We are not helpless, actually. And I love the way you describe it by being in prayer. And as a business person, you are in ministry just as much as the staff person in Ukraine is in ministry who's facilitating those giving groups. And so I think those prayers are unbelievably effective. The influence, the way you talk about it to your friends, family, the, uh, your employees, that sort of thing, the way you respond to these kind of things. And of course, what you do monetarily as well. If, if you've got the means to help, this is literally a generous business owner podcast by definition. People who are listening to this are generally trying to help. So anyway, I just want to encourage 
everyone that you are in ministry, whether you feel a little helpless or not, not being there doesn't mean you're not able to help. So I just love what you guys are doing at, at Archetype. We have a corporate giving program and we break it into three pieces. And this is one of the things that we want to uh, bring to bear as we have guests come on this podcast is how do they do their giving? And we do it a third for current events, which this would be. And so we've given our uh, third for the year to, uh, to Hope's Fund here for Ukraine. We can't imagine a larger need during the year. We pray there's not one. A third goes to our local offices to do hands-on projects. And a third goes to things that are just aligned with our mission and vision on an ongoing basis. And Hope is actually one of those as well. We're just so aligned with, with, with what you're doing. So uh, we're passionate about what you're doing. We, we thank you for your leadership. We join you in, in prayers for Ukraine and those Ukrainian people. And that, as you said, that peace would rule. The end of the conflict would come. We pray for strength for the weary and guidance for those with boots on the ground and for changed hearts that would end that uh, would lead to the end of this conflict. So we join you in those prayers. And I thank you, Peter, for uh, being here today and, and sharing. We will put a link to to the uh, Hope Ukraine giving website. And I know on that link also comes with some other organizations. Is that right? That that that, you know, are doing good work there. That's exactly right. We we celebrate and want to point people to the host of organizations that are responding right now. Well, one, one of the things we were talking about before we started recording was your ethic in writing a book about rooting for rivals. And I think this is a, a great example of you walking that out where it's, it's not about hope. It's about helping the Ukrainian people, building the kingdom of God. And you're really uh, putting your money where your mouth is with that. So thank you for coming and sharing. Thanks for having me, Jeff. All right. Thanks for joining us, everybody, on the Generous Business Owner Podcast. We look forward to joining you again soon. Thanks for listening to the Generous Business Owner Podcast with Jeff Thomas, Alan Barnhart, and Jeff Rutt. Make sure to follow the podcast so you don't miss an episode. You can find the guest contact information in the show notes. Stay tuned for the next episode.